Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the flow of the numbers through three tools we use, which are the target sheet, the margin calculator, and the drop-by-drop report. We're going to take you through those. We're going to mention some stories about how people grew through them, and we're going to allow you to download the tools in show notes. So if you want to pop your email address in any of those, you'll be able to get a copy of those so you can see what we're talking about in the show. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hey, Mark. Good to hear. How are you doing? I'm all right. Had a couple of weeks off. Now we're back at it. Yeah, you've had a, you've had a little holiday. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah I, hadn't, I hadn't taken a week off in a long time. And I kind of got to the belief that it couldn't possibly take a week off. And then, of course, you take a week off and you realize that you can't take a week off and it's fine. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, you yeah, realize it's, your job isn't as important as you thought. Well, I think I think going going back to COVID, when COVID hit, like uh, particularly one of those people that just I, I'm just one of those people that works, and I was like, oh, well, I can't go out, so I might as well just work. And I just, you just get your head down and you just work, work, work. And then I think you create the jobs always kind of create the time that they're given. You know, like if you give if you give yourself long days, then you'll find stuff to do. Whereas you probably don't necessarily need to do all those things. And I think it's just a case of. Sometimes it's better to actually constrain the amount of time you work so you can actually focus on the things that are important. You know, do the big pebbles yeah. first and put the sand in later, that, that, that kind of analogy. Um, anyway, today we wanted to do, we wanted to go back to the numbers and, and talk about the numbers and the three tools we use for the numbers. And they are the, um, the target sheet, the margin calculator, and the other one, the drop by drop. Um, report and just wanted to kind of preempt preamble preamble like it lead into it with saying that I think I think a lot of people say a lot of people say you've got to know your numbers right and and I think that that's true and this is this is what we're going to talk about today and, and, and but I think that it's just saying oh you've got to know your numbers you've got to know your numbers isn't necessarily helpful on its own because it's, there's a lot of know, numbers to, to well, think well, about. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers to think about. And also it's kind of like, yes, I know my numbers, but I know I'm not where I need to be. And it's like, well, the, the, the other question is how to get there. So, it, it, and what you do when you're in that situation, because everybody knows if they're not profitable because the money's not going down in the bank account each month, you know? They know the yeah. numbers fundamentally. And, the, but, but the question is, the reason why everybody says know your numbers is and it's only useful if then they show you where you have to work and what you have to do and where where the battle is basically and where the optimizations need to be and i think that's what we've tried to do with and that's what certainly well we developed our tools for ourselves because we obviously wanted to know what we need to work on and where to make the biggest change yeah. and so when people say 
know your numbers. Yes, you need to know your numbers, but you need to know your numbers in a way that makes them actionable. Otherwise, yeah. there's no point. There's no point. I think, because, yeah, because a lot of times people in e-commerce and loads of businesses, they, they just look at the numbers after it's happened and they go, well, those are the numbers. And I'm, and I'm looking at them really closely on, on Excel or Google Sheets. I can see them. I do know them. But, they, but you know, they don't necessarily mean anything because yeah. it's, just, it's just showing what's happened previously. Yeah. And obviously what you need to do is look at, well, what do the numbers need to be? What should the numbers be? You know, and if I want to do five million, you know, in two years' time, what do my numbers need to be? What's the gap? What's the difference? What's the big picture? Mm. And ultimately, that's how it started. Ultimately, it, it, there is one number, really. There is one number that is probably the most important one. And once you've realized what that is, then that's the focus. So that number is what does it cost me to recruit a customer so if you know how much a customer's worth to you and what they've spent over their lifetime and then you can understand well what do we need to recruit a customer at to kind of make maybe make a slight profit on the front end or you know, depending on how you make if you can get your customer recruitment cost lower than what you need the whole business takes care of itself so let's say I need well, to recruit. Well, that's the business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, say I need to recruit between... a new customer at two or, 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 or four ROAS, say. Let's say I need to recruit a customer at four ROAS because I've worked all my sums out and I know everything's working. And so, but I'm recruiting at five. I know my whole business is taking care of itself because I'm, I'm making, making a slight profit on the first time customer. If any of those customers buy again, which some of them will, then I'm going to make profit on them. So if you can if you can reduce your business down to effectively knowing what you've got to recruit a customer for and monitoring that number, you know, all the time, a lot of the business takes care of itself. And obviously you can go and get more profit out of the business by improving the metrics and all that kind of stuff. But like that fundamental number is what you need to focus on. Yeah. Because it, it makes everything else, yeah. else work. Um, as long as you've got your sums right. So yeah. do you want to introduce the first tool, Ian, and then we'll just go through them and see how yeah. they fit together? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have a danger, a danger of, of going rambling on now because uh, this is completely unscripted. So this is just this is shooting from the hip. Um, you mean that people think that normally we script the whole podcast? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I yeah. Think so. I mean, are you, have you, are you reading your interview system in front of you? Yeah, if only we were that organised. I know. Uh, so we, we, I mean, this is a subject that we talk about a lot. I talk about this all day with every e-commerce brand that we ever work with. And it's something that we do at the start, and we do it continually, we do it at the end, we do it all over the place. And so the three, the three things lead on to each other. So the first thing, I mean, I guess this is also our journey too, when we look back over the last you know, 15 years, the first thing we started looking at was the target sheet. And the target sheet said, very simply, it has um, it has traffic, it has average order value, it has add to basket and basket to order. That And the, and the add to basket and basket to order combined to give you the conversion rate. So it's effect, effectively, it's got traffic, average order value, conversion rate. And it said, well, this is where you are now. 
you know, in the last 12 months, this is the average that you've done. And it might say, you know, you've had 100,000 visits, your average order value was $100 or pounds, um, and your conversion rate from the two is 3.5%. And, you know, that gives you your revenue that you've got. And then you say on the right-hand side, you go, well, okay, in the next three years, I want to get to 10 million. And so you, you, you put the figures in that you're doing now, and you then realistically say, well, how much can I stretch my add-to-basket? My add-to-basket, let's say it's 5%, and I think I can, I think I can get it to 7 and it And you do the same for all the figures. So at the end of it, you're looking at you know, the, the basic rudimentary maths of your 10 million. And it's you know, and then you look back and you go, well, you know, realistically, do do I think I can get the conversion rate? Do I think I can get that average order value? And and if the answer is yes, I think that's plausible. They don't look ridiculous. Then the gap is the traffic. The difference is your traffic because it's saying, well, in order to get to ten million, I, I can't, I can't keep doubling my conversion rate. And in fact, as a, as I as I increase the traffic, it's going to put more pressure on the business. So really, I'm. I want to work quite hard to stay still. So, you know, we don't like to see conversion rates double, you know, year on year because, it, it, you know, that just doesn't happen. If In fact, if it does, you're leaving money on the table often, you know, because you're not putting your business under pressure. But anyway, cut a long story short, what it shows is the traffic that you need. You know, and that's, that's normally the biggest expense and the biggest game. And I, I call that a gap. You know, so to get to 10 million, we know we've got to grow our tra- traffic from an average of 100,000 a month to, I'm making it up, to 250,000 a month. And you say, well, how, how am I going to do that? You know, how can I afford? And it is a broad brush approach because, it, you know, at this stage, we're not, we don't know exactly how much is going to come from existing customers and how much is going to come from new. But we know that we need to significantly increase the traffic. And yeah. and that then leads us on. Do you want to say anything off the target sheet before I lead on to the next one, Margin? Well, yeah, there was something that came into my head at the time. And I think that when we originally ran the businesses, we would look at, I think we used to try and get 25% net profit. And that's kind of how we looked at the businesses. And we ran the businesses like that. And that was great. You know, we, 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 you know we, we, we know if we're on target or not. But the trouble is with that is that by the time you'd worked out what your 25% net profit was, which kind of came out like after the month had ended, maybe halfway through when the accountant had kind of given it to us, it was, it was, it was a lot of things had happened and it's, it was done. So kind of coming back to this, this is what we, the reason we moved to this is because we wanted to look at something day to day to work out whether we're on track. And this is where that came from. And I, I think that was the, the evolution of it in that, you know, being able to do something about it when it goes off. And, and I think that, you know, when you're doing the target sheet and you're finding that traffic, that's what you've got to get. And it's, it's a bit like saying, you know, I've got 100 people coming to the wedding. What am I going to feed them? You know, like, oh, we're going to have, suddenly we're going to have 200. And you suddenly go, well, what do we need? Okay, some are going to eat this, and some are going to have vegan meals, and all this kind of stuff. And you know, it, it, it gives you that overall target, and then you go what out. What are you to talking the about? One <laughs> <laughs> of my analogies. What? What? You know, if you like, got to feed my guests at my wedding. Well, you know, What's like if I you got have, to do. Well, I'm <laughs> trying to say, like, if you double, if you double what? the guests at the wedding. Why don't you, you just say? 
if you have a shop it. on the high street and you have a hundred people that come in it in a day. And the, <laughs> like you carry on. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt your flow, but it no. is my job to make keep me on to, to make yeah. me talk about normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So you've got to get the basically you work out where the overall traffic is and then of course you're gonna try and fill that traffic up with you know where you can go. You're gonna try and get existing customers to come and more. But a lot of the time a lot of the time you, you, you talk to people and they're already emailing a lot. They're already doing a lot of stuff. They're already or doing doing those things. So therefore it becomes you can become up against the the barrier that is well, how do we get more business to this, this website? And a lot of the time, yeah. that's paid traffic. And therefore, you go to the paid traffic, and you go, well, you know, why don't you spend? And you say, well, we're at the, we're, our customer, if we go any higher, our cost per customer goes up too high. And we, 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 we kind of, you know, we break that rule. And therefore, you go, right, okay, there, there's the bottleneck of your business at the yeah. moment. You know? And that's, well, what, that's, that's, that's what you think. Yeah, that's definitely true. But I think what, what also happens is, is it's, Quite a few e-commerce businesses don't necessarily know exactly how much they can uh, afford to pay for a customer. True. Yeah. And and that's that's where. So you're right. You're absolutely right. You've got your target sheet, and it gives you that broad brush. It says, okay, in order to get to 10 million, you know, this is how much traffic we're going to need. We're going to have to increase traffic from this to this, conversion rate from this to this, average order value from this to this. And you're right. Most of the time, you're doing the basics. Um, you know, and you're doing the email, and you're doing a bit of Google, and you, you know, you're doing a bit of social, and so you know, you're going to have to increase. I mean, ultimately, a lot of the time, you've got to you've got to recruit new customers because you don't have enough existing customers to to make so much of a difference. You know, it is often, you know, let's face it, and if you know, if you're doing fifty million, you know, you, you do have a big customer there. But most most businesses who want to get into ten million have got to recruit customers in the first place to even bother having a retention strategy but basically it comes onto that that margin calculator the margin calculator essentially is a ROAS calculator and it says based on your margin your average order value and your your contribution to overheads this is what I think you can afford to recruit a new customer at and it simply shows you the profit you'll make on that in first order bearing, you know, when you change the ROAS up and down. And then on the right-hand side, it says, well, what's the lifetime customer value, you know, over a 12-month period? And, and we like, yeah. that's where we got the 25% net. So we like to yeah. say, okay, we want, at the end of the 12 months, we want to make roughly 25% net off that customer. And that's yeah. how we determine. Because, you know, if you, if you set your ROAS too high, you know, you're basically closing the shop door and people outside waving money in your face and you shut the door, you shut. It's like, well, that, that doesn't make sense. So you want to open the door when you, when you can get a customer in and you can make, you know, you can, you can make them profitable. And 25% net is quite high for a lot of big biz, big e-commerce yes. businesses. Some people just look at us like we're mad when we yeah. say that. But we, we've run, the thing you've got to understand about Ian and I, if we've run lots of the different businesses, we run e-commerce businesses, we've run agency businesses, we've run other businesses, and we just like to have 25% net. That's what we like. But if you go and look at somebody like, you know, someone, a friend of mine who runs a big store here, he's probably looking at, 
like maybe um, maybe 10% net, but he's doing millions, millions and millions and millions. It's just what you want to end up with, whether yeah, you want to have also, an empire or yeah. you want a business it's that also throws how aggressive you. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think I was, it's also how aggressive you want to grow. Yeah. You know, it's how, it's yeah. how quick, but the reality yeah. is now, it's often it's the pay to play model in e-commerce. Mm. And, you know, so you're going to have to, your ability to grow is your ability to profitably, profitably pull that traffic lever harder. And so by doing the margin calculator, it says, okay, you can afford a ROAS of 3.5, you know, 3.5 times, which means for every $1 or one euro or one pound of a currency you're in, I can get, I need a 3.5 return on that. And yeah. And then, so then, so then you, you know, you've got your, your and, and I think when you're calculating your, your ROAS, what we like is we obviously put a contribution to, of cost of overheads per order. But the problem is, you know, you get efficiency in an e-commerce business. So you get, you get your variable costs, which obviously increase, you know, linearly, you know, across you know, as your orders increase. But you have fixed costs. So if you, you know, I would say to businesses, well, if you double the amount of orders that you're doing in a month, so let's say you're doing 500 orders and you do 1,000 orders. Well, what would your overall cost be? You know, and then you use that. You, know, you divide that by the total number of orders, and it then gives you a contribution to add to each sale. Yeah. So you can factor in. And because it, it's like, you know, you, you, get, you get a certain efficiency. So, you know, we don't want to saddle the business with so much, you know, margin deficit that you just, you know, oh, my God, you know, your, your row has got to be, a minimum of eight. You know, you want to be able to think, right, I want to scale this, I want to double orders, I want to treble orders. So what would be the ROAS that I, that I would be profitable at what then, if that makes sense? You'd have to see, we'll obviously put the put this into the show notes. But Yeah, you get the show notes, you can get the downloads and, and the tools. So at this stage, we've done two things. We've got the target sheet, which gives us our big overall vision, you know, the math that we need to have to hit 10 million. And then we've got the margin calculator, which says this is the cost and this is the ROAS that we can afford to go and recruit a customer at, bearing, you know, looking at the value over a 12-month period. And then, you know, then you start to trade. Then you start, oh, well, obviously, you know, you're probably already trading. And then we bring in a third, uh, what are we calling it, model, framework? It's basically a Google Sheet. Tool. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to call it something more exciting, and I think we probably will, and uh, and people will th will take it more seriously if we call it a name. Yeah. But anyway, we call it the drop by drop report, and I, I don't know why we call it drop by drop report, but it's basically an overall ROAS for the business. Yeah. And so I think it's called the drop by drop report because Jason, one of our big, one of our big clients we work with, is he called it drop by drop report, so we just called it drop by drop <laughs> Did report. Did he? Yeah. You don't tell him that, he'll get, he'll get a big headed, he, even more yeah. big headed than he is. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's called the drop by drop because yeah. it's still, I still look at his sheet every day and um, right. it's called the drop okay. by drop report. Now that's what I call it, the drop by drop report. Well, it, and, and, and obviously that doesn't mean anything though, but, it, but essentially what it does is it shows you every single day the overall ROAS that you're getting. So you put, very simply, you put your, your ad costs for all the channels in different columns. 
you have the date, you know, 25th of, you know, October. Um, you have the, your Google cost, your, your, your ad, you know, your Facebook cost, your TikTok cost, whatever, whatever advertising you're spending, digital advertising you're spending. Um, and then it gives you the total ad cost. And then in the next column, it put, you put the value of the new customers you recruited that day. Not everything, not all revenue, just the new, the value of new orders. And that gives you that overall ROAS. And the reason yeah. we did this is because we spent, I don't know, 15 years faffing around with attribution modeling, like loads of people did in our industry. We got obsessed with mm. First click, last click, blended click. You know, if they click, if they clicked, you know, a certain channel three times, does that mean that it was more? It, we had more, and it was like we went round and round in circles. And no matter how sophisticated we got, we still had this gap, this this like this difference, this like you know thirty forty percent of revenue. We just thought, where's it coming from? Like it can't be word of mouth, and so. It gives you that, and, and and I always like to say, you know, if you went back 20, 30 years and you look at the advertising, the direct mail, off the page, catalogue businesses, you know, they went, well, you know, I spent £50,000 in a month and I got, you know, £600,000 back. Great. Crack on. Yeah. I don't know which one was which. I don't know, but I know overall it's working. And that was enough for them. <laughs> it was scaled. And then all of a sudden, yeah. when, we, when we've got digital, we can analyze every penny, which is like, oh, my God. Now, I'm not saying don't analyze the campaigns. Obviously, there's a time and a place. But as a broad brush approach, we want to see simply, I'm spending this, and this is the overall revenue I'm recruiting at that same time. And it gives yeah. you that overall ROAS. You know? So and, can I add yes. something there? Because yes. Basically, on the drop-by-drop report, obviously you're saying, right, we, this is how much we're spending maybe on Google, this is how much we're spending on Facebook, add them together, and this is the new customers we get today. We've got. And obviously, if you've got a lot of SEO or a lot of word of mouth or some, some other way of recruiting new customers, obviously that's going to affect the drop-by-drop. The, the drop. And I was talking to someone yesterday about this, and he's like, well, when we put in, you know, when we put in our drop-by-drop, drop, um, you know, we... we in, in Google Ads, we'll see a, um, a ROAS of, of nine, 900%. And then what we put it on the drop by drop, we'll actually see around 20 because we get a lot of SEO uh, traffic. Uh, and, you know, that's that's good. Now, but basically what you've got to do in that case is you've got to go, well, as I increase paid spend, the significance of the organic traffic is going to become less significant because as a proportion of sales, it's going to become smaller as paid grows. So what you want to do is set a recruitment ROAS, and you might want to factor it. Let's say you want to hit five recruitment ROAS um, from, from paid. Now, on the drop-by-drop, drop, you might want to set a target of seven to take into account the fact you're going to get some organic or something like that. But as yeah. you grow paid, obviously, that organic recruitment is going to become less and less significant overall because as you scale traffic up to the point where it will become fairly insignificant so that you know some of our biggest clients are spending you know maybe 500,000 a month on paid spend their organic sales really aren't that much of a factor in in terms of of um 
of, of the grand scheme of things. And the other thing is when you're spending that amount of money on paid, the organic looks like it's coming up because a lot of the time so many people are seeing you that some people are kind of going to Google you afterwards and doing a natural search and it comes up. And, it, and in Google Analytics, you can't see whether that, that SEO search is from someone typing in the brand name or whether they're searching in for a keyword, which you used to be able to do like eight years ago, but you can't now. So mm. it's you, you have to have that figure on the drop by drop. And you just basically, the most important thing to do is to have a target you are comfortable with on the drop by drop. And the reason why you want to have a com target you're comfortable with on the drop by drop, because that tells you when to accelerate your paid spend and when to, uh, to curtail it. So like if the market isn't particularly good um, at the moment and your, your recruitment role isn't very good, then you, then you reduce the spend. But if, if the sun is shining and everything's doing really, really well, that is the time to increase spend. And by looking at that, you can very quickly react to that and, and, and make hay whilst the sun shines. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. And, you know, so if you think, if you think about the three things you've got, you, you know, you've got your target sheet, you've got your margin count, you're giving you your rails, and you've got that drop-by-drop drop report. And, and the drop-by-drop drop report is something that we say look at every single day. And, that, and that, that number, if there was one number that you would obsess over, it would be your, 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 your rolling average ROAS that you're achieving. Because Yeah, so that's if, the other thing to know. That's the other thing to know mm. is to is because basically you're rolling ROAS, like how long that 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 average is. So I was speaking to someone yesterday who sells sofas, made to measure sofas, and I reckon it probably takes about forty five days for the full ROAS to come in from the paid activity because it's such a long decision to go and buy. A, a, a bespoke sofa online it's expensive and you've got to think about it for a long time whereas if it's something like bedding it takes two or three days for for the ROAS to come in so yeah, you've got to be careful with, if you don't have your average too yeah. short if your sales cycle is long yeah and, and also you know you you it, you it allows you to ignore the lumps and you know you'll have one day that's bad and one day that's good and you know it evens itself out and I think you know, and in some in some businesses like that bespoke made to measure sofa that's you know three thousand you know pounds or five thousand dollars. I'm trying to do the the whole you know currency thing, Mark, so that because you kept telling me off to saying pounds. You didn't say euros or pesos. You, no, but I, I mean maybe our English accent gives us away the fact that we are English. Maybe but, one of us could have a funny foreign accent on. Would yeah, that help? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so. But the sofas, the made-to-measure sofa, you know, not only does it take a long time for people to make the decision, but there's a conversation around the dinner table, you know, that happens. And you say to your partner, hey, look at this sofa, what do you think? You know, you might get an email with an offer on it, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a conversation around the dinner table, and it's often, it changes device. So, you know, you might look at it on one phone, you might buy it on your, on your, your wife's phone or your or your tablet, basically the tracking's gone. It's very, very difficult in some industries to track it back to the original source. So if you don't do the drop-by-drop -drop reports, you just, you're dead. You're blind. You're completely blind. So you've it got was, to do it. It was brought home to me when I was doing, I think I was running the AdWords for one of the biggest, one of those oak furniture people in the UK 
who spend huge amounts of money. And I was running the AdWords campaign a few years ago for them. And what I saw in AdWords had no relation at all to what the sales he got in to the website that day. It was just completely disconnected, even though Google's you know tracking was set up correctly and all that kind of stuff. You know, you'd, you'd spend a lot at one day and the sales would be great. And think, oh, we had a great day. And he'd say, no, it was a terrible day at his end. And it was because that people took 30 to 40 days and there was lots of discussions that happened. And the attribution was incredibly difficult for expensive furniture to get. And therefore, you have to have something like this. Whereas when you're selling bedding or car parts or something like that, it's a lot easier yeah. to work out so what's the going on. So the, the length of that, the length of the decision also faster. But, you know, the drop by drop kind of covers it, doesn't it? So, mm. you know, if you think about what we've what we've said here, I mean, I think the, the other thing that I think Mark and I really wanted to drill into people, you know, and it's part, perhaps a subconscious thing is that, you know, I mean, it was when we were launching our own brands and our own e-commerce businesses, you know, we, we will do, we'll do the bare minimum to get the growth we need. And we're not doing that because we're lazy. We're doing it because we want the most efficient way to scale the business. And so we'll often launch an e-commerce brand and we will work really quickly, you know, doing doing things in a, in a way that is, you know, don't let perfection get in the way of good, which really winds up my misses when I say that. But, you know, we're basically going to do what's good enough to get the ROAS we need. So we'll, 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 do, we'll launch an e-commerce brand We'll do a bunch of optimizations, get the fundamentals right. We'll then launch it and we'll go into the market and see what ROAS we're getting. And what does the drop-by-drop drop report say? You know, and the drop-by-drop drop report says, oh, actually, right, you, you know, you, you, for, for a, the lowest ROAS we think you want to work on is, a, let's say it's a five times, 500%. You know, and for 500%, you can get you know, 25,000 sessions in a month. And you then go back to your target sheet and you go, well, okay, in order to get to 5 million next year, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I need to, I need more traffic. I need to double it. So then you go, then you go back to your drop by drop and you say, well, you know, you, you can't turn around to Google and you go, right, Google, I don't like the fact you're giving me a four times ROAS. You know, I'm not happy with that. You've got to give me an eight times ROAS, Google. And Google, you know, obviously Google doesn't give a damn who you are. Who doesn't care? You can't yeah. change Google. So you've got to change your business structure. You've got to go, well, how could I? You know, how could I achieve a lower ROAS? You know, what would I need to do in order to carry on growing? Because essentially, you know, you're sort of stuck. You know, you, you, you know, you're doing your two million, you're on a you're on a four times ROAS, you know, you can't afford to go any lower. The only way you can grow is going back into your, your target sheet and your margin calculator and saying, well, what happens if I increase my lifetime customer value? You know, or, mm. or and, what would happen if I get 20% on top of my average order value? Or what would happen if I got 20% on, on top of my conversion rate? And then all of a sudden it says, okay, well, if you did do that, you no longer need so much traffic and also, you can afford to go to a lower, more aggressive ROAS, because obviously the lower the ROAS, the easier it is to scale. So it's all linked together. But, but the- well, can, I give you, can I give you three stories? Oh, yes. Of course. So, so one was 
so let, let's 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 take one the demo store and say what it is but it sells bedding and the bedding store so basically went out to the market with the bedding store you know i had a not a very optimized site an okay site and we went out to see what roas we could get and we kind of worked out we needed about a four roas to kind of make it work and we were getting around about three and um, we obviously did a little bit of optimization, made it a little bit better, and started to make make it make, make 3.5, but we weren't scaling that that well, and it was kind of like it was quite difficult. And it was like okay, and we could see a lot of other uh, bedding bedding stores. They kind of they're they're around three. That's kind of where where they are. So what in that case, we looked at the margin calculator sheet, we looked at everything, and we think, well, let's change the model of this business so that we can recruit at two. So we changed the warehouse, we, we made that cheaper, we went to different factories, we got different quality, we're, we're very good quality, but we went direct to the factories, we cut out the middlemen. And then we made that business so it could recruit at two for the first time customer. That's what we did. And then we could scale it. Yeah. That was that was one example. Another example was um, um, one of our partners we worked with very closely. And for a long time we were spending, we needed to recruit about five on on, on Google. And the market, everybody in that market was um, recruits at five, and we were just stuck. We could only spend about fifteen thousand um, pounds a month on that client, and that was where it was for a very, very long time. So we kind of thought, well, we can't change the margins. They're kind of this pretty much down to where we can go to. We can't change the warehouse. This is a huge business. So we we worked on the lifetime customer value, and we changed that from two point about two point two to about two point five, which changed the fundamentally changed the margin calculator sheet, which allowed us to recruit at three point five, and changing being able to recruit customers at three point five where everybody else needed to recruit at five suddenly means we could go from a spend of £10,000 a month to £200,000 a month. So that was the story with that one. And then there's a story, let's talk about a story that, that, that didn't work out. And once one year, Ian and I uh, dabbled with um, perfumes, aftershaves. And it was the, it was the COVID year. It was the, when COVID came in and it shut all the airports. So we thought, well, this would be a good time to have a go with, with perfumes. Um, because no, you know, it's Christmas and people won't be able to buy it duty free. So we went out and started selling uh, perfumes online and we did the margin calculation sheet. We worked out, went out to the market and we, you know, we, we started to get a ROAS of about seven. And because we were drop shipping it, I think our margin was around about 30% or something like that on, on, on the products. And at seven, ROAS, we were basically just about breaking even. Um, but to be able to kind of go and make a lot of money in that business, we'd have to go and um, buy stock and stock it ourselves because then the margin went up to something like 55% if you actually stocked the stuff yourself, didn't drop ship. But to do that, we'd have to invest a couple of million into the business to, um, to be able to do it. So that was kind of like, well, we can see how we'd scale this business but we'd have to put 2 million in to set it up. And it was like, then it became a kind of question of, well, what's the opportunity cost of what could we use that money for, for something else? And we, we didn't, we pulled out that business. We didn't do it. So it was kind of the looking at the, those tools, the target sheet, particularly the margin calculator robust and looking at what we could go and get in the market and then changing the business models to fit that. 
So we always say that you know, Google and Facebook, you know, you can optimize them. You know, you can have a good team and you can get better Google ads and stuff, but you can't change it fundamentally in that you, you, they are the, the, the 90,000 £90, pound gorillas sitting in the corner of the room. And if you try and move them, it's very difficult. I think it's like when, when the numbers on, and the business model is working with you, it's like, it's like having a you know, tailwind pushing you along. And, when, when, and the yeah. opposite is when the, when the numbers aren't working for you, it's like going into the, to a headwind and it's trying to push you back. And it's like you're trudging through, trying to keep going. It feels like everything's hard. And I think that's when you then, you've got to go back to that that margin calculator on that target sheet, you know, and, and, and do that. And, that. and that's why, going back to what we said right at the start, you know, like you're right, everybody says, well, know the numbers, know the numbers. But you've got, you've got to know, you know, what the big picture is. You know, what, what you know, what's the vision? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's the key. Because one, one thing I'd say is that the ROAS you will, you will experience in Google will be very much determined by the market you're in. So, like, if you're selling tool, tools like <clears throat> Makita tools or, like, DeWalt drills, like, the, the margin in those is, like, 10%. So, the ROAS that everybody is going to accept is around 20 So, you yeah. know, you, you, you go in and you're going you're to get 20 ROAS, but that's because nobody makes any money. Unless. unless that's the minimum they can go to. what, though? I'll say something just to throw a curveball in there. Unless the, that the, the online tool supplier business thinks that you know that that milwaukee drill is the staple of everybody's tool chest and it leads to an amazing lifetime customer value you know and therefore they might go yeah. do you know what i'm if going you've got the to data do... to do that yeah you can show you... that yeah i mean I, I mean that's right i think i think it's yeah you're right but you're right fundamentally it is determined by the market the competition your margin as well but the secret in those businesses the secret in those businesses is having the right upsell strategy so when someone does buy those things they buy the accessories with it which means you get more margin out of that sale than everybody else which means you can recruit yeah. at the lower ROAS and that's the same with the, the yeah the, the guy that we're working with it's selling to refurbished iPhones it's all in the accessories yeah. it's all in the upgrades yeah and all of a sudden you know, what, you're bidding on Google Shopping for you know everybody's bidding for an iPhone 11 and you're bidding for an iPhone 11, but you've got a kick-ass upsell accessory package that goes with it. You know, and all of a sudden you're, you you know you're going for, you know, the overall contribution, the margin is massively higher. So you can outbid, and therefore you can go to a lower ROAS than everybody else. And everyone's looking at you, going, "How the hell are they bidding on bidding? They're everywhere. Why are they everywhere? You know, mm. so quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. So there's little secrets. Well, not secrets, but they're little hacks or kind of tools or different methods of going out into the market, understanding what the ROAS is that everybody's thing, and then realizing that how you can go out and dominate. And, you know, so with the perfume business, it was, you know, stocking your own products. That was the, that's the way to do it. Whereas everybody else is drop shipping, you know, whereas the, um, uh, with the, the big clients who did the, the lifetime customer value, it was actually getting people to buy, you know, maybe, Two and a half, two point five times in two point two. It was just that little edge, it's that tiny edge, and like what we say, it's like that. It is that the winner takes all. Yeah. You, you know, you, you could have a ten percent advantage over everybody else, and get maybe ninety percent of the traffic. It's that thin edge it makes such a difference. 
and you will have that edge, you ride with that edge and you'll see how far it can go until someone else kind of discovers the same thing and then you've got to kind of find the next edge. And that is, that's the secret really to dominating. And at, at, at some point it becomes less important because you'll, you'll get to a tipping point and you will become the brand name for that market. And then once you hit that tipping point, it is slightly different. People will just go, oh, we buy our stuff from so-and-so. And that there is, there is that tipping point too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, you're. I think we've done a good one. I think you're right. Well, it's a nice. It's a nice conversation. It's a good topic. It's a good subject because it, it gets to the the absolute core of e-commerce mm. growth. Um, and you know, and whatever phases of growth you in your e-commerce store, you know, whether or not you're doing, you know, zero to five million, you know, or you're doing thirty to million, you want to get to a hundred million. You know, it's it's exactly the same principle. There's no difference. Mm. You know, it's the same fundamentals. But you know, you've just got to. It depends. You know, and how quickly you want to grow is determined by how aggressive you want to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess the advantage that we've got is we've seen it so many times, and we've seen the target shift from so many businesses. We can very quickly go and say, "Oh, you're in this business. I would expect your ads basket to be here, yeah. and your lifetime value to be here, and yours is here." And that's the shortcut, isn't it? That helps. But, you know, come yeah. and ask us what yours should be. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Awesome. Um, well, thank you very much, Ian. You too, Mark. Have a nice evening. We'll see you next week. And I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.